All right, Jason. You know, I've been creating the sandwich for work, and it honestly sucks at work because it's cold by the time I actually get to eat it, but it's so good when it's warm. Mm. So what we're going to do, right? I'm about to teach you how to make this nice sandwich. Oh, You're going to take pan-sized bread, so like the rectangle bread, not the square bread, and it's going to be wheat, right? Yeah, right, right, right. You follow right. me there. Follow I'm me following. there. This is the on notes. each slice, also. So I'm only going to talk about one slice, but just double do, it. Double it. On double each it. Slice of bread. So gotcha. what you're going to do is take some. I think I have Hellman's mayonnaise. Slam some man. Not slam. Get some mayonnaise on there. <laughs> Smackle some mayonnaise. Smackle on some it. mayonnaise, and then what you're going to do is crush pepper and salt on that. With my bare hands, or how am I doing? Nah, that? whatever you got available. Okay, all right. I use Himalayan. Salt. Whoa, that's so, fancy. Did I'm they really fancy. get it from the Himalayans? I don't, I, don't, I don't. It's pink. That's all I know. <laughs> hey, my salt's pink, but it's not from the Himalayas, though. Wow, what traitors! I know. Anyways, anyway, anyway, anyway. So then, what you're going to do after that is put on a slice. Generally, a slice is all you need, but you're really trying to just cover most of the bread. A slice of Black Forest ham. Uh huh. And then what you're going to do, this is the weird part, right? This is the weird part. I just started doing this, so this is an addition to what I normally did. Yeah. I got these Tostitos rounds that are spicy queso dusted. And I take a little handful of them. I crush it in my hand and start sprinkling it over the ham. Right, right, okay. right. All right, all right. This is getting, this yeah. is getting weird. This is th- no. This adds a little bit of crunch to it, ah. kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, so if you like a little bit of crunch, there we go. Add some potato chips into your sandwich, yeah, right. or potato chips, whatever chip you want. Bro. Oh, wait, wait. Tostitos, it. what? Tosti. They're like the round, the circular Tostitos. Yeah. But they're the spicy queso kind. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, all right. So uh-huh, a little spice uh-huh. in there too, a little yeah, crunchy yeah, spice. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what you got to do is you got to get some Havarti. I get my Havarti. A Hawati? Uh, Havarti cheese. Havarti cheese. Havarti cheese. I get mine from Costco. Costco. And fortunately, because it's pan bread, I got to use one and a half slices on each side. So what you're going to do with that second slice, right? The third slice, technically, because you're doubling it. Right, right, right. You rip it in half. Right. You cover that up. And then that's you do that twice. You put it in your little toaster oven, uh-huh. and you cook it for about five minutes. Let all the sizzling happen, and you bring it out, slap it together, and except yours is cold. Yeah, cause cause I have to bring it into work. The ones I have to bring into work, I ha- can't really eat it right away, kind of thing. And here's here's what's gonna happen. You are gonna make me this sandwich, and then I'm going to live test it for the podcast. We should. We should yeah. do it right now. No more. We're not doing Star Trek today. Nope. The title's wrong. We're gonna keep the title of Star Trek, but it's just gonna be us audio capturing <laughs> yeah. the making of You'll the sandwich. You'll get to hear me masticate on this sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> and then hear my thoughts live. For an hour mm-hmm. on this sandwich. He's going to critique it to death, and I'm going to hit him on the head with the frying pan because he's going to hate it. Hit the music. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Door 
snarky and desperate, your place for all things fantasy and sci-fi. I am your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Travis. Hi, I'm now hungry. I'm very hungry, too, actually. Like, can we just stop this podcast and go down and make a sandwich? We could pause it right now, honestly. We could. That's they the power never of technology. Know. Yeah, you would never, never know. Matter of fact, we did, we did pause it. We ate the sandwich, and now we're back. And you never knew that until we said something about it. But I'm still hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm still hungry, too. <laughs> did we eat the sandwich? Did we not? These are the burning questions that need to be answered. When you come to our to our PAX panel in two <laughs> years, you could ask us this question. Yeah, but you're going to have to form a line, orderly, right? Mm, no, nah, not orderly. We ain't British here. We broke away from them for a reason. Actually, the British are very unordered. Have really? you ever watched Parliament? The British Parliament. I mean, have you watched Congress? That's like that's like. No, Congress <laughs> is like. Do you, if you need to go to sleep, turn on CSPN or what a C-SPAN. If you want to like some live action brawls, turn on the British Parliament. We used that's to have that. Get. Like this dude in like the 1800s. One of our Congress members um, came in. Uh, they were like talking about the pen is mightier than the sword. So the dude. Who was being told that just pulled out a gun and shot the other congressperson? No. Yes, in Congress, and he came back in Congress. Yep. Whoa, uh-huh. man, they didn't mess around back in the day. Yeah, they did not. Remember, they used to duel each other back. Like if mm-hmm. you had a one of our presidents was famous for that. Andrew Jackson, he like duelled? he, he, yeah. Whenever he had a disagreement with someone, he dueled with them essentially. Like Whoa. he, he was a lawyer too, so he would sometimes duel the judge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give people ideas. <laughs> you can't duel anymore. So, yeah. as far as I'm aware, yeah. not are, legally. We are not lawyers. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like I have a disagreement with you. I just duel you and uh-huh. I. Well, it's like, just a one-man podcast now. Like, people were scared of him, too, because he was a good duelist. Yeah, I bet. I <laughs> he bet. dueled so much. I well, mean, Andrew Jackson was a general, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. That's oh, how he well. got elected, I think, as president because yeah. of the battles he fought. Yeah, he, like, killed a bunch of people and was like, mm-hmm. hey, vote for me. And I like, think yeah, you Native killed Americans a bunch of people. Too, so. Yeah, like, and hey. I he, uh, definitely hated that. I think the Trail of Tears happened under him, so. Really? Yeah. I thought they happened. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I I don't know. He American also destroyed the American bank by withdrawing everything. We had an American bank? Yeah, we had a bank at that point. And he's like, I'm just going to withdraw all the money. No. And it crashed. Yeah, I feel like I'm not a financial expert. Oh, he hated um, all, like, he was definitely um, for small government for the most part. So he did not like government doing all this stuff. Uh, and he was definitely, I think that was, I don't think that was Alexander Hamilton's banking system at that point. I think it, that got destroyed before that, uh, but yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Anyways, this isn't a show about us politics or history or history. We can make it about history. If you want it to be about history, send us an email to dorky and desperate at gmail.com. And let me know, not Jason. Cause he doesn't, I don't know how much he knows about history, but let me know <laughs> about history stuff. You want to discuss. Maybe I'll do it. Now, if it's Marvel history, maybe anyways, we're getting way off track today. <laughs> we're covering star Trek. Strange new worlds. I watched 10 hour long episodes in a week. <laughs> I watched Miss Marvel in a week. 
in a week yeah you just didn't keep up well yeah. no i didn't okay they were not hour long no they weren't <laughs> no they weren't <laughs> they were like 30 to 40 minute long mm-hmm. episodes yeah you definitely got the rougher end of the stick that's for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i only have three words that i want to talk about at some point <laughs> <laughs> Those Other, are everything else is off notes. it's off it's <laughs> off the cup off the cuff yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. just going with the flow i guess going with the flow yeah i i encouraged travis to watch star trek because he didn't know much about star trek Mm -hmm. and i thought strange new worlds would be a good modern take on star trek that that actually would give you a feel of what star trek is like and so i'm curious travis because i obviously am a huge trekkie i've seen all the shows except for tos uh, and like terms of service, I agree. Don't ever read the terms yeah, of service. Don't ever read the terms of service. Speaking uh, of terms of service, you should sign up for our <laughs> yeah terms of service. Um, where you you promised to give five hundred dollars to us a every month. month. I was gonna say day, but <laughs> oh, every day. Well, yeah, I'm much more kinder to people. Uh, so I also have not seen like the latest season of Discovery, uh, but. Every other show, I'm fully up to date with on it. I'm curious, Travis. This is a show about all things fantasy and sci-fi. We've not talked about this, and this is pretty big in the sci-fi world. Mm -hmm. What did you think about Star Trek Strange New Worlds? So, going into this, I believe I've watched one or two movies of Star Trek. Like the new Chris Pine movies i don't like, remember what they were yeah they were probably like 2009 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 um i know the joke that red shirts always die yeah which is the idea that if you see someone in a red shirt and they're not the main character assume they're dead assume they're dead yeah um that they're supposed to be like this really nice society kind of thing yeah like a lot of stuff is solved in that society kind of yeah um it's very optimistic hopeful view of the future Mm -hmm. that's about it and that there's a james t tiberius kirk or whatever his name is yeah riverside iowa planet earth kind of thing (laughs) i'm sorry i just started quoting erb (laughs) so um (laughs) and that there are there's a spock there's the live long and prosper right, hand. Right. You can't do the hand. I can't do the hand. Oh right, no, man! That's like the opposite of the hand. Yeah, I can. I can't even. I can I, do it on both hands. That's how long I can live and prosper. Um, and that there's the Enterprise. Yes. And apparently there's a. I kind of knew about Deep Space Nine. I think too, but that's just with hanging out with you for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah, so. I that doesn't count that. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I knew. And going into this, I had no idea what it was really about. And then as I was watching it, I remember hearing people talk about it. They're like, oh, so this is about Pike, Captain Pike. Okay. Okay. This is not going to be this Kirk dude. But then there was this new guy coming on the ship. His name was Kirk. And I'm like, is this the same Kirk? But then at some point later, I don't know if he got a new station in the future or whatever. (laughs) But there's kirk brothers there's like yeah kirk brother one kirk brother two i didn't know if that was the same kirk that was on pike's ship at the start or uh, yeah okay so we'll definitely go into your questions of like things that don't make sense to okay. you on it 
but Question. first of all, were something that was really prevalent in this were the Gorn. Were they ever in anything else? Yes. Okay. The Gorn have been. There's been like different iterations of the Gorn. Mm-hmm. I would say this one was the most brutal version of the Gorn. Yeah. 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 Uh, you see a Gorn in the original series. That's what TOS stands for. Okay. And that's the one that has Kirk in it and, okay. and Leonard Nimoy's Spock. Uh, and it's a really famous scene of Captain Kirk wrestling and fighting a Gorn. Because half of the episodes, because they were so budget, low budget, was just Kirk with his shirt off fighting an alien and just like punching him uh which is why i never watched the original <laughs> series because i'm like this sounds dumb i don't want to watch that uh so i guess i could never be a true trekkie until You're i not watch a true the... trekkie i guess yeah i, I guess am, not i am the same level of trekkie as you <laughs> yes you are 100 percent the same <laughs> and yeah so first of all just in general like we'll dive into the questions in a second but what did you think about the show? Did you like it? it was, was it interesting? Good. It was pretty good. Um, at some point, uh, the number one, I believe she was, yeah, um, was serving on another ship, or served on another ship, yeah, in called the, past. the Puget Sound. I noticed that, and I reason I noticed that because I lived by the Puget Sound. It's a sound, which is a body of water in washington state and so just a little neat little detail i liked yeah yeah uh it blew up by the way the puget sound ship blew up that's why she's no longer on it oh yeah well (laughs) it sounds like a ship that would blow up to be honest wow yeah dim's fighting words dim's is fighting words (laughs) uh yeah so here's the thing that you probably didn't know going into it and this I mean, if you count stuff that was released in the 60s, spoilers, this is like on the same level of Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father kind of stuff. Like, it's just stuff people know now, even if you don't watch Star Wars. Okay. So, this show has the captain named Pike, right? Mm-hmm. Captain Pike. Most, uh, well, most people know this, but if you're not a Trekkie, you might not know this, is Pike was actually the original captain of the enterprise they shot an unaired episode called the menagerie mm-hmm. where menagerie Ooh, oh Ooh. la la <laughs> uh where that's Cap- just a fancy word for a zoo yeah right uh <laughs> he is the captain and he's like this world weary captain he wants to retire he goes to answer this distress call it's pike mm-hmm and spock is in there he's still Mm -hmm. on it but the number one is that woman obviously not the same actress different Mm -hmm. actress but same woman and they go on an away mission down there and they discover this beautiful woman woman down there and they discovered these like giant headed aliens that can basically create illusions Mm-hmm. And this woman had actually crash landed on the planet years and years and years ago, was horribly disfigured. But because of the illusions, she looks normal. She walks normal. She talks normal, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. she's actually able to live out her life in enjoyment that she would not normally be able to. 
And so the whole episode is discovering this and realizing maybe the aliens aren't as bad as we think they are because they capture Pike and they force her to live with this woman so that they could repopulate, mm-hmm. essentially. Essentially like an Adam and Eve situation right there. Yeah. And Pike escapes, goes back onto the ship, and that pilot never aired, and they reshot the pilot with who we now have, Kirk, William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show actually pays homage to that episode that was never aired because they actually bring Pike back in, except now Pike is horribly disfigured and is in a wheelchair and can't talk. And the episode, they take him back to that planet so that he can reunite with that woman and live out the rest of his days uh, where he's actually able to enjoy life. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so that's what this whole season one has like been spoofing off of is, hey, he now has a vision that he's aware of his future, mm-hmm. uh, that he's going to be paralyzed and can't talk. Mm-hmm. In the he future. looked like, um, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. I kept on th- thinking of his name. Now I can't remember it. From Doctor Who, the Davros, the leader of the Daleks. Like for a long time, he was human, humanoid-esque. I don't mm-hmm. know if they ever changed that, but he like was deformed and he was like, I hate you one kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what he looked like to me when in those flash forwards. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So that's like the whole thing that they're playing off of mm-hmm. is he knows the future. He has the potential to change the future. Will he change the future now? If, and it's an interesting thing because here's the thing about Star Trek. So in the movies, the movies are a lot of action, right? Mm-hmm. Most Star Trek fans or purists would argue that that's not real Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek isn't about violence. Star Trek is being about being able to resolve differences and dealing with ethical issues. Mm-hmm. That's Star Trek. Uh, if you watch Next Generation, that's most of what happened ship battles aren't really that common in mm-hmm. star trek they happen but they're pretty rare kind of thing and that's what strange new worlds really captures the tone well and they're episodic meaning that one episode might not directly connect to the next episode yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah which did you mind that format or did you like that format i didn't mind that format um there was some stuff that seemed to like connect but it was more like character building rather yeah. than like Oh, no, we got to fight this person next episode. Oh, no, we're running from this person kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and I like that they did the character building mm-hmm. on it as well. Uh, so we should say this is going to be a spoiler warning for this first season of Strange New World. Yeah. If you haven't watched that and you want to watch it, we would advise that you go ahead and get off and – Maybe if you finish the season and you remember this episode and want to hear about it. And remember, folks, if we're talking about something for an episode, we're going to be spoiling stuff. Yeah. I just like to throw it out. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Especially if somebody's new to the our show mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, Here's so, looking at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but one thing that really impressed uh, me and stood out about it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode with the Gorn, right? It was like one of the last episodes. It was like second to last episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is 
a genuine horror show. Uh-huh. Right now. Like the way did you do you, you remember how they described the Gorn before that? Their like yeah. breeding method and stuff. It right. was awful, terrifying. Yeah. And like when the babies hatch, they immediately start ha- I like how does this species survive when right? their offspring immediately start killing each other off? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Uh but yeah, there could only be one Highlander mm-hmm. reference. Also that episode they were, at the beginning of the episode, like apparently there was a lot of cadets being trained of that ship, of the Enterprise, and then they all graduated on that episode, and like three of them beamed down. I'm like, how all these people are gonna die, die now? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking that too. They're like, oh, Lieutenant, it's so cool you got your Lieutenant rank. Goodbye. Yeah, what's funny too is like the Gorn looks super creepy in this mm-hmm. episode. And they're like a super menacing threat. Like they're on the same level as like the Borg. You probably don't know who the Borg are, but like, I can. They're like a simulate kind of enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they mix technology and biology together. Um, like a cyborg. Ah, Borg. I get it now. Uh, I'm smart. In the original series. Uh, the corn looks so dumb because it's just a guy in a giant rubber lizard suit <laughs> fighting Kirk. <laughs> it's so stupid looking. With his shirt off, obviously. Obviously, right? Obviously. Like, uh, <laughs> so we've come a long way from that to to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you liked it. What were some of the things that stood out to you about this series as a whole? Or were there like particular episodes that stood out to you? Um, trying to remember everything now. I know, right? Like, I did like the episode where um, there was like the super advanced society but doesn't want to join the Federation, I think it's called. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is a pretty cool society kind of thing. And then you realize they sacrifice children yeah. for their planet, which thinking about a little bit more does not make sense like why can't they just leave that planet because they're yeah, like they don't really yeah, answer that they're, they're, we're all on top of like acid and vo- lava kind of thing like you're a spacefaring planet go somewhere else <laughs> yeah you don't <laughs> go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> like literally you have people living on a different planet i'm uh-huh. sure the federation would be more than happy to help relocate the population yeah. and they, they're like super they're more advanced than the federation with a bunch of stuff and they're like oh yeah we, 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 yeah, we like this planet like... we like this planet we <laughs> yeah. like this planet <laughs> And yeah. that's when I was like, savages, savages, barely even human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminded me when they put that kid in the chair. I'm like, ah, oh, that's like the emperor from 40K. <laughs> right there. They're hooking or, him up. Or Leia in that <laughs> chair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, that's Star Trek. How yeah. they deal with like, hey, our cultures differ from each other. Our values mm-hmm. different. And how do we work through these issues together? Yeah. And everything and, and unify in a common goal and whatnot. There was that. So I also watched the Orville and I really like the Orville. And I think that's a huge part of why I like the Orville because of what they do in this, the strange new worlds. Yeah. Like one of them is, um, there's this weird signal or something in the nebula kind of thing. And as right. the doctor enters this one area, it transforms into a story. He reads to his child who you learn at some point is stuck in the buffer for the yeah. transponders or whatever transporters, transporters yeah. because she which, has this illness that they can't cure. Yeah. 
which I found really cool, and I also understood what the buffer was because it's was a huge part of like the technology in this the Reddit series I'm reading, mm. and like an actual super evil person was stuck in there and got released. Yeah, so. honestly, their transporter is by far their most powerful weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never use it as a weapon. They never use it as a weapon. Like you can just is, put a bomb on that transporter, yeah. send it somewhere, or just beam the crew into space, mm-hmm. um, or just beam them and leave them in your transporter buffer. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. The mm-hmm. sky's the limit, and your replicator too. You yep. can literally create whatever you want out of mm-hmm. push of a button. Those by far are the two most powerful weapons they have, but they never use it for that. They never use it for that. And yeah. it's sad. Uh, so, little secret nugget with that episode, with the, with the storybook thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the author who wrote that book, mm-hmm. it's an Easter egg for uh, DS9. And okay. In an episode of DS9, uh, the captain, Benjamin Sisko, one day he wakes up and he's in like the 1950s or something like okay. that. Okay. Thing to know about Captain Benjamin Sisko is he's black. Mm-hmm. And so he's transported to the 1950s and he's this writer working for like this like sci fi news company or story company where okay. they like pump out sci fi stories and print them on in newspapers. Um, and he writes. Uh, a story about DS9 and tries to get it published in the newspaper, but they can't because the captain's black and they need him to change it to a white captain because of the times Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. Uh, But that was, I can't remember the author's name, but that was the same name as Ah. the author who wrote this story. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it's in their way they're canonizing because when that episode ends, you don't know if what Cisco experienced was real and he was living somebody else's life mm-hmm. or if it was just made up to teach okay. him a lesson. Like they leave that very ambiguous. So this not actually, as ambiguous in this episode. No, because uh, what are the odds that they would have happened to pick this name if they weren't trying to refer back yeah. to that episode? Right. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much confirming that person was real in this universe. Uh, so I thought that was super interesting with it. I really liked it too because one of the things that I thought Star Trek was losing with like the movies and then the discovery in Picard is it lost that sense of hope and optimism mm-hmm. towards the future. Um, and it came a lot more about fighting yeah. and killing people, uh, which is not the tone of Star Trek at all. Yeah. So I don't know what it is like in the other shows but at in this show you're they're at peace with the romulans um and it's not an easy piece it's not like a fun piece it's like we don't fire on you you don't fire at us we won't cross this line that you won't cross this line the neutral zone right yeah the neutral zone that popped up in Uh one of the episodes um which i think helps with this series that the strange new worlds because there's no one that they're I don't know if there's actually anyone that they're at war with. Not actively there's not at like, this point. The yeah, Federation like, does get into wars, but mm-hmm. yeah, not, so, not at this point. There was that. The um, I knew of Scotty, so it was weird to see. Not It wasn't like bad weird, but it was weird to see someone other than Scotty in right, the engine room. What did you think about his uh, death, by the way? I, 
I was like, man, I was thinking really last like, man, what if eggs were in that spit kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, you had he had to die because he was talking about death like, er, like since the beginning. Like, oh right, his philosophy on death, his his race is or species philosophy yeah. on death. Yeah, so they're like a sub faction of like I want to say they're called like Andorians. Okay. Uh, and so, like, you see them in the original episode, and they look very similar, except these are, like, these dwelt underground. They're kind of like cousins to the Andorians because okay. they lost their sight, but they made up for it with their psychic abilities mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, but, like, normal Andorians can see just fine. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. But, yeah. Also, there was Uahora, yeah. Uahara, which huge in like our history right. for like what sh- what the actor did she just recently passed away really actually. yeah which i was really happy i hope at least she cared enough to watch the show and mm-hmm. see somebody else playing her character and continuing her i character also in the future noticed that um the character in the show had a grandma who was in um space fleet or whatever they're called starfleet starfleet which yeah isn't really but i like to think is a reference to the actor from the who played the character in the 70s or something like that oh. kind of thing yeah, i feel that, like that would be like the age way. difference yeah kind yeah of thing. that would so, that's actually really cool i didn't think about that um yeah. there was that person um of course spock did you like spock i like spock um he was i didn't actually know i don't actually know if i knew or if i it probably was talked about in the movies I watched. I just don't remember it. But like yeah. he's half human, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So I figure that plays a whole lot into who he is. It does. The wrestling with his humanity. That always seems to be like a thing in Star Trek. They'll always have one character wrestling with humanity. Mm-hmm. So in the original series, it was Spock. In um, Next Generation, it was Data, who was Data. an android created uh-huh. by a human who was programmed to desire to be human. Oh, uh, that, that that sounds like torture. It was. And it's a lot of a lot of it is him like wrestling with learning who he is and then mm-hmm. um, recognizing even though he might not be human, his sense of humanity that's still in there. And mm-hmm. DS9, it was um, Odo. He was a, a changeling outcast by his species, struggling to fit in and accept who he is. And uh, Voyager, it was originally the doctor who was a hologram. And later it became Seven of Nine, who was like uh, a survivor from the Borg, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've always had that. And so was, Spock really was the one who started that because it allows the show to explore humanity on a much yeah. more personal level and everything. And Makes it's sense. usually like something that carries forward. Not in Picard or Discovery, unfortunately. But they really get away from the Star Trek formula because um much like the orville which mm-hmm. by the way um seth mcfarlane mm-hmm. the captain of the orville yeah he created that show yep he was also guest starred as an engineer in one of the star trek shows it was oh called, really it was simply called star trek enterprise okay uh was set before even pike Oh, all right. When this show was set, and he was an engineer, and he always loved Star Trek, mm-hmm. which is why he created his own Star Trek yeah. show. That's called. a huge story in of itself. I feel like how it he is. Got that I think it's super going. fascinating. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
Uh, but that's why the Orville, if you watch Next Generation, you'll see a lot of similarities between Next Generation and the Orville. Okay, okay. Because he used a lot of that for his inspiration for it. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's, right, it's cool right, stuff. Right, right, so that's right. why I figured if you like the Orville, you'd probably like Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I, I don't know why. There was nothing that I would hate with Star Trek, per se, but it's, yeah. it's, it's very daunting trying to get into Star Trek. There's also. a lot of, yeah, if you want to be a purist and, like, watch all the shows, it's, I mean, like, these, this is back in the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. you had 45-minute-long episodes, and there'd be between 22 to 24 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. These people would talk about it. They would just work around the clock nonstop, putting in, yeah. like, 16-hour days to get a season done. Oh, my God. Uh, for it it was just non-stop work that they had yeah. to do very grueling mm-hmm. so there is like maybe it would be fair to say like at least like a thousand episodes mm-hmm. of star trek i wouldn't be surprised yeah it's been around for a long time too. the 60s yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been around since it's the been 60s around for so long they've got a lot of stuff they could be doing in that yeah time. yeah i find it very rewarding honestly to watch all the episodes because yeah, I'll just put it on the list of stuff <laughs> I gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. But if if you were Next Generation, uh, DS9, and Voyager, I think are the three shows that are. If you want to be familiar with Star Trek and what it is, watch watch those. Okay, uh, okay. They're they're really good. But yeah, so I find that. Uh, this has really gone back to the roots mm-hmm. of of Star Trek. I'm kind of curious, and I'm, of course, a big fan of this. I really love Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good captain. I like him. He he actually guest stars in a season of Discovery, and he was my favorite thing about that season of Discovery. Also, something that I noticed in this season, there's a lot of cooking and eating. Yes. So that's that's actually something I was going to bring up is... There was another captain that did that, Benjamin Sisko. Okay. His father was a chef on Earth, and so Benjamin knew, grew up knowing how to cook. Um, however, he never really prepared meals for people. Mm-hmm. But I love how Pike... Uh, He's like, board meeting in my kitchen. kitchen. Let's it, go. Yeah, as I'm serving you food, we're yeah. talking about these issues. Mm-hmm. And I just really love that about Pike. He has... He's... It's hard nowadays with so many captains being out to find your own groove, your mm-hmm. own niche to stand out. And I think he did a really wonderful job of doing that and really just owning the role. Cause you don't really know a lot about Pike. You have one yeah. episode of him. And then the next episode you see him, he's mute and paralyzed. So <laughs> <laughs> there's not really too much to know about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love what they're doing with his character and I love the surrounding cast that they've brought out yeah. as well with him. So genetic modification is illegal yes. in this. Is it always in all the other stuff too? Is that a thing that's in prevalent yeah. in everything? So in order for Earth to become the utopia that it is in the mm-hmm. show, um, they went through another world war. Yeah. Uh, so they had World War Three. They also, and I can't remember if this was tied to World War Three or not, but in the 19, I think it was the 1990s, 
they used genetically modified soldiers. Oh. Uh, and it did a lot of damage, so they made it illegal mm-hmm. in the Federation to do that. And it also ties into one of the greatest villains in Star Trek history, which is, I think it's Star Trek Three: The Wrath of Khan. Khan! Yeah, that's the classic. Khan! Yeah. And even in the uh, the new movies, they like did a spiff off that, because Star Trek Into Darkness okay, was okay. Khan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's actually, if you pay attention, one of the people, the characters in the show, is related to Khan. Because she, I think she either mentions her last name or she mentions Khan or something like that. But she's related to Khan. Uh, and that's huh. why that one lady gets arrested because she's genetically modified. Yeah, because she's one of those creatures. Well, that we see them later as creatures, but they were actually a humanoid race. Right. That were trying to ungenetically modify themselves so they could join the Federation. Right, right, exactly. There's also in DS9 another character, a doctor on that show who is genetically modified as well mm-hmm. um and so they he has to deal with a lot of fallout from the federation with that too and whatnot so it's a big deal to be genetically modified yeah. in it however human beings have evolved to the point where eight-year-olds are doing calculus uh so human interesting i didn't yeah okay i just assumed that child well it wasn't a human i guess but like that child from well next generation uh their enterprise it Uh has a school on it so that families can live on board okay it's more than just a military craft uh and you see some episodes the kids are talking about what they have to do and they mention calculus at like eight years old dang yeah so they're even though they're not modifying themselves their genetics are definitely going in an upward trend (laughs) was sulu in this like I'm in just... the original series sulu okay. was in the original okay. series yeah which they might bring sulu into the show i'm, I'm not sure they brought uh, ahura into it yeah so they might bring sulu into it too um, uh yeah there's a lot of history with star trek and mm-hmm. i thought since this kind of takes place before all the other shows too yeah it's a good way to stay also to get familiar with it it sounded like the federation is new per se kind of because it's definitely sounded like um they referred to earth like past stuff that felt like it should have been a long time ago as recent it's in its earlier stage i can't remember all the dates off the top of my head but they Um, also referred to like the peace treaty between or whatever the ceasefire or whatever it's called between the romulans of them as a long time ago but it was a hundred years kind of thing. Yeah. So the way there's a movie called Star Trek First Contact. Okay. Um, it's got Picard from Next Generation and his crew in it. And uh, they actually go back to First Contact. That's the name of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. First Contact is when um, Zeph- Zephyrin Cochran or Dr. Cochran or something like that uh he creates the first warp engine and, okay. and flies it in the solar system. And that attracts the Vulcans, Spock species. Okay. And they make first contact because their policy is they don't make contact with alien species unless they were not 
learn how to travel okay through space so that's usually warp travel. yeah um and so the vulcans and the humans they form the beginning of the federation because huh. the federation is just an alliance of planets yeah so they're the two founding members of that federation interesting yeah so i wonder since the vulcans had that policy like did they just eradicate everyone else that had warp like no, where's all these no. other people no the vulcans are actually like they're very they're a very good species they are very good species but i feel like i don't know like why is it humans all of a sudden that help create the federal or yeah i don't know yeah 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 you don't think too much about yeah, that okay okay, okay. <laughs> um yeah so they create the the federation honestly those two planets are the most important planets vulcan and earth yeah is mm. it actually called vulcan i don't know i forget what okay. it's called it might Vulcanus. yeah volcano <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah did and the um romulans Mm-hmm. are the cousins to the vulcans mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. caught that in the show yeah 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 yeah. they're yeah. like they they didn't really know who the romulans were because like the last episode involved the romulans right. and they they say we've never seen a romulan before right and so they're like surprised because they look they're like theorizing Spock. that it's like an offshoot of the vulcans at that point yeah it is because uh the vulcans also had a very tumultuous history because they have very strong emotions mm-hmm. and uh it led to a lot of like war and fighting and yeah. stuff and so the vulcans were like we're going to embrace logic and stay in control of our emotions because we can't trust our emotions mm-hmm. that branch was the romulans because they were like no our emotions are important to us they're a source of strength for us so they split off and founded their own planet and founded yeah. their own empire yeah interesting interesting. yeah a long time ago there's one other species that you've not yet been introduced to yet the romulans vulcans the borg i guess the borg too i guess but you're not Borg coming in in generation yeah um what are they called i forget what they're called uh they're in the movies though that i watched uh what say the name and i'll probably recognize Klingons. yeah Klingons. there we go There we go. They mentioned them, I'm pretty sure. They did mention them a couple times. I think they're gearing up for it. However, here's the thing that everybody's waiting for. So in Discovery, they showed the Klingons, and they look terrible. And they sound terrible. And nobody likes the Klingons anymore. And the Klingons used to be everybody's favorite race. Okay. Uh, They're kind of imagine Klingons as warrior space pirates. Are they? Do they kind of look like um, Boris from? Yes. Uh, Boris is based off. Yeah, that's what I was. He's based yeah, off yeah, yeah, the yeah. Klingon that served in Next Generation okay, because okay. he was very serious and you know just yeah. deadpan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember what they look like now. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Klingons look like. If you go and watch Discovery and watch what they look like now, it is <laughs> like really bad, really bad. Uh, and so they never showed the Klingons again after that. <laughs> and so now we're like, this, because you already had Pike on season two of Discovery. Mm-hmm. So he sh- exists in that same world. Mm-hmm. How do you transition from what you had mm-hmm. with season one of Discovery to what you have now in 
strange new worlds. And so a lot of people are waiting to see like what happens with that. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm kind of nervous about that to okay. be honest. We'll see though. We'll see. Yeah. What were questions you had about the show? I've been asking them along the way. Okay. Um, I think you talked about Shatner or um, Kirk. Yeah. Captain Kirk, right? Yeah. Like, so who was that? The cadet that was a Kirk. Um, which, that joined which one? In the beginning. Oh, in the beginning? Yeah. So that you that sometimes is... see that he had the, I don't know if it was, the, I remember if it was like a mustache or goatee or something. Yeah, he had a mustache. Okay. Okay. So that is Kirk's brother. I okay. think that might be his older brother, to okay. be honest. And uh, Kirk's brother dies in the TOS series. You, he pops up in an episode, and it, I can't remember if he died later in that episode or they found him dead or, or something like that. Okay, was not that important in TOS though. Because like, I was, it was literally like episode of the week, and then we never talked about him again. Kind of. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it was. Uh, William Shatner with just a mustache. <laughs> that was his brother. <laughs> it's just William Shatner with a mustache. Uh, yeah. So I actually like that they bring him in so that you could like meet. Is it the same actor that plays the other Kirk? Also. No, no, it's a different okay. actor. Okay. Okay. They, they just one... they just have him as a mustache. No, again. that would be that would be stupid if they did that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that Kirk that you see, that's actually based off an old episode in TOS Okay. where Kirk really does, he's in that same situation and he acts differently and he prevents a war Okay. with them because he was more aggressive in his yeah. pursuit with the Romulans. Uh, and so they were never able to make that con contact and have that big standoff kind of thing. Uh, and so that's what that was a playoff. That's why when he showed up. He was in. He was still a captain, just of a different ship. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, so that's the Kirk that we know. Uh huh. In there, did you like him? Yeah, I liked him. He was very aggressive in that episode. Like, yeah, yeah. Which was... I guess is the point when you would describe all that stuff. Right. But yeah. um, definitely liked him. Uh, that's why I was confused at first because I kind of thought that the, the other one was. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, they're gearing up for him to take over the Enterprise or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it couldn't work because he wasn't in the pilot episode, and the pilot is still considered canon in yeah. Star Trek. Uh, but it's not a bad idea, though. Yeah, for and sure. then they hug, and I'm like, there's two. <laughs> there's <laughs> two Kirks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirk is a cool character, though, in, in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, so Kirk's claim to fame is that he's the youngest captain in Starfleet mm -hmm. history. Uh, part of the reason why he is the youngest captain, because in Starfleet, when you go to Starfleet Academy, one of the things that you have to go through is it's called the Kobayashi. It's a no-win scenario. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you heard okay. about that one? I, I can tell where this is going, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody can beat this, and it's part of, the learning process of, Hey, you're going to be in really difficult situation. Can you not crack under pressure? Yeah. Kind of thing. That's really what's supposed to teach, mm -hmm. uh, officers. Kirk beats it. Okay. He okay. beats the no win scenario. Uh, 
and everybody flips out about it and he almost gets kicked out of the program because i think he like hacked it or something yeah like he that. hacked into the program and changed the parameters so that he could win yeah and do it and so that's like in the episode they refer to his unorthodox style and his out-of-the-box thinking mm-hmm. kind of thing because that's kind of what kirk is known for is that yeah, 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 yeah. being a very independent thinker okay, with okay, it. okay and him and spock become like best friends in in the show and in the movies that follow makes sense makes sense yeah there's a lot of lore and a lot of history because there were a lot of movies that came out too after the original series ended there was like like six to eight movies something like that that came out and then you have you have uh next generation came out with like three or four movies and then you have uh the like the rebooted series of movies that came yeah, out. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So there's there's a lot. Yeah. So have you watched um the animated show uh, Lower Decks? Yeah, the Lower Decks. I yeah, I did actually. How, what is the premise of that other than it's about the Lower Deck people? I feel like <laughs> so <laughs> when you watch Star Trek it really does feel like you have the important people mm-hmm. and then you have everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, I think in order to really appreciate Lower Decks, you should watch uh, a couple of seasons of Next Generation because then you okay. would start to get the feeling more of what they're going for. Uh, because all the important people, they always go on the away missions. They mm-hmm. always do everything important. Mm-hmm. But yet they're surrounded by people always scurrying around and doing things. Yeah. Uh, And so that's what Lower Decks is playing off of is that power differential between like the commanding officers and then like the ensigns Mm -hmm. and lieutenants that are just these no name faces that are always scurrying around (laughs) the ship taking care of things. Dang. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when I first started watching it, I didn't like it and I stopped. Mm hmm. And then after I watched Strange New World, I was still like kind of craving some Star Trek. So I started watching it again. I was like, well, I'll just give it a second chance. And uh, I actually started enjoying it more. Uh, I think there's like two seasons out and there's like a third one on the way. Uh, The more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. And I think legitimately the second season is better than the first. All right. All right. So that makes me hopeful for the third season as well. So I actually got on board with it over over time with it i think it's a pretty funny show actually yeah so if you want to watch watch it like i would give a thumbs up all right, all right, it. all right but all right. it's they've got also got a lot of inside jokes in there so if you aren't like caught up on your star trek history you're going to be kind of confused like they talk about chief o'brien and you'll probably be like who's chief o'brien uh because you just don't know who Chief O'Brien is. Who was O'Brien? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's a lot of little Why isn't it like A. That. O'Brien? <laughs> He's A-O-K O'Brien. <laughs> um, e. Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I. Brian. <laughs> um, Hi, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's Star Trek. So would you... This is the most important question, I think. When no. they release the second season, are you going to tune in? I can't tune in because it's probably on Paramount Plus. Well, you just watched it on Paramount, so you probably know that. 
that you know of. Yeah, <laughs> sure. We I watched totally it on Paramount. Watched, I totally watched it on Paramount yeah. Plus, guys. I totally did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> well, if you could watch the second season, I would watch it. You would watch it. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend it to friends? Yes, Jason. I'd recommend it to friends. There if you, you are my friend, please watch it. If you are not my friend, do not watch it. I don't want you to enjoy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are my enemy and you therefore must be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> you are friend or foe. <laughs> Spoken like a true clean on. <laughs> I won't make a clean on out of you yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, excellent excellent yeah i'm a really big fan of this too i'm excited to see what they do with mm-hmm. the next season of it i'm a huge fan of pike really he might be one of my new favorite captains and and this he's show. a good captain i like him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would i would definitely serve under him if he were oh yeah i would captain. serve under him too yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would hope I could be called in one of those meetings. Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah. That's the big reason. Yeah, that's it also looks reason. like a lot of people survive unless you're called out on those missions. Yeah, kind of thing. Even then, most of them survived too. Like a lot of them, no one really died. Like well, the one, like the one on the planet where they're studying the people who got disappeared, essentially, who genetically modified themselves. No one died on that planet. Yeah, um, I really was, like, like a huge group of like red shirts if you will just just doing stuff on that planet and then they all got off safely yeah i really like the um i can't remember if this was the first or the second episode now the one where they go to that giant asteroid and they find the egg oh yeah that was super interesting yeah i thought that was such a cool episode Uh uh-huh like that was i love stuff like that exploring weird stuff that doesn't really make sense from a human point of view kind of thing Mm -hmm. but like not every no one else is human besides us right in this universe so, so they, they see ever, the world differently yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree and that's one of the things i love about it and is, they didn't like um it wasn't like open hostilities it was just people trying to understand each other failing in a lot of parts in this episode yeah but still like oh there is a someone we don't recognize open fire mm. kind of thing right yeah, absolutely. And you also get to see them in other episodes. I don't remember if this happens in uh, season one of this show, but definitely in other Star Trek episodes when they encounter hostile species, how they try to deal with it mm-hmm. and everything. I It's super fascinating and interesting to me. Uh, I don't think I've told people this, but at least on the podcast. You heard it here first, live, something Jason hasn't told yeah. someone. So you, know, you might know what I'm talking about. Remember that painting i have in the living room yes of, so that is a we hired someone hired. to create their own take of a next generation picard has a painting of the enterprise sailing through space mm-hmm. uh, it's this huge painting it's awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were like we want you to use that as inspiration to create your own version of that painting okay okay and that's what she did and same size wow. as that too, and that's where we got that from. That's why that painting exists, is because of that. And our goal is to hire again to do DS Nine, which is a space station, yeah, and then Voyager. I there was like at some points they kept on. They said like DS Four or something like. We're we gonna hear something about DS Nine kind of thing. Yeah, they never did though, as no. far as I'm aware. But they actually in Lower Decks they reference DS Nine a lot. 
Uh, well, I bet. It, it's probably not as regulated as, like, the, I feel like lower decks are not as, like, prim and proper as, like, the upper decks kind of thing. Well, I don't even know if DS9 exists yet in uh, Strange New Worlds. Oh, that makes because sense. Because DS9 exists because it's complicated. It's uh, compl- it involves like, Bajorans and Cardassians and Wormholes. Bajorans? Bajorans, yeah. Like the mask? No, no. <laughs> Bajorans are like this religious um, species. They worship what's called the prophets that live inside this wormhole. Okay. And they were being oppressed by the Cardassians who were basically using them as slave laborers and okay. just like stealing all their resources okay. off their planet okay. and whatnot. And so when the Cardassians evacuate uh, because of a deal that they signed with the Federation, the Federation comes in and takes over the station that was outside of Bajor's space. Okay. Yeah. And so the, the whole concept is developing a relationship with Bajor to help include them into the Federation while also um, maintaining a peace with the Cardassians? Kind of that. But also there's a wormhole that was only recently discovered where the prophets live and it connects to a whole section of the galaxy that's never been explored before Ah, by any known species. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot going on with it. It's really cool. It's honestly my favorite Star Trek is that one. Uh, But yeah, really cool. Another story for another time. Yeah. Another story for another time. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm going to put this on you. (laughs) We've done a bunch of superhero stuff. Yes. A bunch of sci-fi stuff. Yes. We started off with me being like a wizard or something like that. We've not done much <laughs> fantasy stuff. We haven't? I don't feel like we have. Doctor Strange, he's a wizard. He's a superhero, though. Same so difference. That's what I'm talking about. Superhero, Iron Man sci-fi. Superhero sci-fi. That's the stuff we've okay, been doing. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, so I'm, I'm we're, with we're you. Gonna, I'm feeling it. We're going to do next episode you're gonna have to watch an entire season oh no i already watched i watched miss marvel you were going to do dragon prince okay i you know what somebody recommended that show to me yeah i remember that that's why i'm doing it because it's something you had interest in watching to begin with kind of thing and i'll watch the first season along with well along with you in quotation marks i'll watch it this week too you don't have to watch it if you've already seen it. I need to watch it so I know what's happened yourself. and yeah. like not talk about future now, stuff. Now, uh, how many seasons are there of it? There's three, I believe. There's a fourth. Finally, there's a fourth one being released, or that we know it's being released now. It was so long, I kind of gave up. On you want me to watch all three seasons? Just one. Just okay, one. Just, all right. one. just one. Just one. All right. I'll season. watch the first season then. First season. And no, in the first season, it's kind of clunky. And you'll understand that once you start watching it. Okay, but it gets better it, second and third. Yeah, it gets way better second and third. I so. often notice a lot of shows, like their first season is kind of like, this is rough. But then they <laughs> like start to find their groove and yeah. it gets a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of shows. TNG, The Next Generation does that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be, yes. Yes. Finally, I'm... we got fantasy in our fantasy and sci-fi. Well, I mean, we're going to be covering Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're going to be covering Lord of the Rings, but we're all, yeah, we're also going to be covering a lot of fantasy coming up too. Yeah, we're going to have fantasy galore coming up mm-hmm. with. Um, so next week we'll do that. 
a dragon prince mm-hmm. and then after that we'll keep on with the dragon themes with uh house of dragon so do you think when we're covering lord of the rings and house of dragon we just drop the news and instead of like so this is our first time that we're having news separate at video kind of thing yeah 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 do you think we will just drop the news at that point and then wait until... I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything yet until we start to figure it out. If you think we should do it a certain way, dear listener, send us an email to dorkyanddesperate at gmail.com. Yeah, I have different ideas, like maybe doing 30-minute segments on each shows, unless people... <laughs> 30 minutes. I know, that's a joke <laughs> for us, right? Uh a good goal, admirable goal. I don't know if we can do it though. I don't know if we can handle that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it really depends on that, like how mm-hmm. we do with like. I really hope at least I don't have too much of a stake in Game of Thrones, but I really hope Lord of the Rings is not trash. I hope neither is trash. I hope I do that too, but I more so Lord of the Rings for me. Yeah, I get that. I think the reason why I'm, I want House of Dragons to do well is because I think. Game of Thrones changed the landscape of what TV is capable of. I agree with that. I also Game of Thrones is one of the weirdest things to me because as someone who was outside of the Game of Thrones influence kind yeah. of thing, I remember every one of their mother talking about Game of Thrones. Right. And yeah. at some point in the last season, I remember it started going away super quickly. And like it was really bad. It was su- it's like it's probably one of the most unique shows in that regard. And, like, everyone loved it to no one talks about it anymore Yeah, kind of thing. It reminds me of Lost, to be honest. It was that makes sense, thing. yeah. You know, everybody loved that show. That was the, like, sh- that People was People talked about show. it all the time. Yeah. And then the last couple of seasons came out and people were like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and nobody talked about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Hopefully this won't repeat that. I'm confident in this because I would be surprised if it repeats that. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I've I've read the well, I've listened to the audio version of Blood and Fire, which is what this show was based off of. Okay. Uh is and, Blood and Fire like one of the series of books? Or is it like a offshoot of the series? It's an offshoot. It's a Maester he writes it like this too in the book. He writes an account of what happens. It's like a history okay. lesson almost that he's writing. Um, but it is nonetheless super fascinating. And I enjoyed, really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well written. And I thought the stories were super interesting. And I remember when I was going through it, like, man, I hope they make a show out of this one day. This would be really cool to see. And it's so well done. I think, I think they could. And it seems like what I've heard and read is... Uh, George Martin is like pretty on board and has a lot of influence over it. Okay. Uh, and he has a lot of experience as a TV writer in his history. So I'm pretty confident. I feel personally, I mean, you're always going to carry about a small amount of reservation, mm-hmm. but everything I've seen so far about the show, I really liked everything yeah. I've heard so far. all sounds promising. I feel like I probably brought this up so many times, but like with video games, it's brought on with other stuff now. Like, I don't get hyped necessarily yeah. about stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, because I've been crushed a lot yeah, from yeah, these yeah. hypes. <laughs> and it's just better for me to go in not expecting anything, really, um, and being surprised by stuff. Yeah. Uh, I actually try to stop watching, like, trailers for everything now. Um, 
I did that with Ring of Powers. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm hoping I did that too with Ring of Powers, except mm-hmm. for maybe like the first one where it's like, oh yeah, this is Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what to expect with it, really, other than it's probably about the Ring of Powers. Maybe they're being made at this point. Maybe they're being discovered at this point. Who knows what's happening with them? I so I think there's a difference between being hyped mm-hmm. and optimistic. Okay. I, about, I, I, yeah, I, don't I would feel say hyped so. about either of those sh- shows, but uh, with House of Dragons, I feel optimistic. With Rings of Power, I feel kind of neutral okay. right now okay. until I actually see it. Because I think there's a lot of like politics getting involved with the stuff I'm hearing about Rings of Power. So I'm just kind of backing away uh. from that because I don't want that to taint my view yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm. I want to judge it on my own. Merits. You mean the author of that series created? He was definitely. For those who don't know, we're getting off topic right now. But Way for those who don't know, topic. he was definitely anti-industrialization. Like oh, token. Yeah, like yeah. all of his enemies, all the enemies, and well, not all, but like the enemies in those right. books all industrialized. That was seen as bad in the books. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was all about destroying nature and yeah. hurting people, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also heard there were theories about it being symbolic of World War Two as well. Probably. Cause or he was maybe World that. War One. I, I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's a great property. And I Oh, it's a films. really great property. Yeah, and I'm excited that they're actually diving into the history because I think the history, mm-hmm. although it's a terrible read, is still really fascinating. Like yep. when people talk about it, you're like, "Wait, that happened!" Like, yeah, that's really I've cool. Not read the Similarian, which is probably what this is based off of. It is, yeah, one hundred percent. Of how bad I've heard it is to read it, but it sounds they people would be like, "Oh yeah, this stuff and this stuff." I'm like, "That sounds amazing." And then you try to read it, and you're like, "Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it." No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty dry. Yeah. Uh, well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, as always. We- and remember, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, live long and prosper, everybody. Thank you so much. If you haven't seen Star Trek, I encourage you check out either Strange New Worlds. I don't know why you listen to this if you haven't seen Strange New Worlds, but check out Strange New Worlds or um, any of the plethora of other Star Trek shows minus Discovery and Picard. I can't recommend those two. You don't think there's people who just love the sound of our voice and that's why they listen? We don't have gotten that audience yet. It's Maybe my wife. Maybe. Maybe your wife. Who knows? Yeah, maybe your mom, right? Uh, she doesn't listen to us. <laughs> mom, if you are listening to this, send an email <laughs> to dorkyanddesperate at gmail.com. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm not going to trash. I'm not going to trash. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.